Good morning, New York. Hello, Vietnam. What's the... Um, it, good morning, morning Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And any of our listeners in Vietnam, we welcome you as well. Welcome. Um, hello. Hi. This there. Is, hi. Hello. This is FOH. Uh, I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a, a restaurant, service, food, wine, fun times yeah. podcast. All of the above. Yeah. Constantly. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but we're here for we're you. He- yeah. And we're here we're here for the fun times and the not so fun times. Yes. Both. For you. Yeah, we can toggle back and forth. We hold your hand. We cry if you want to. Um, we can dance. No, we, we can, can dance. dance. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your cares behind. This is FOH. <laughs> um, great. Do you have any uh, Kelly service stories um, for the week? What's been going on? Well, this is this is kind of a not so fun thing, but just something I want to plug, which is that I just found out an old coworker of mine from Roberta's was diagnosed with cancer, has to move to Houston. So we're going to put a link okay. uh, to her GoFundMe. Got she has it. She to obviously raise a lot of money. Yeah. We don't have health insurance, usually the the yeah. uh, restaurant workers. So if something happens, we rely on our friends. That's yes. the way it is. And that's a good system. Ain't that America? Home of the free. Um, yes, but donate to that. That would be a really nice thing to do. If you have a couple extra bucks, Yeah, toss it out. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah, it's been slow, I think, for all restaurants. It's dry January. Everyone's broke from the holidays. January is the the worst of times. It really is. People just don't want to be going out. I think a lot of people have set goals of saying, like, they want to lose weight. They want to cook more at home. Yeah. You know, like, all of these things. So we wait with bated breath until, like, April, March. March, April. We'll break you. We'll break you back down. You're going to be crawling back and eating beef, you know, before you know exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, you'll be back, bottom line. End of the day? End of the day? You're Terminator, and you'll be back. Oh, Into yeah. a restaurant, but not scary. Not scary. I hope. <laughs> I hope. A movie, Don't kill me. A movie that you still have not seen. But I get I'll be back. Well, I'm you don't understand why it's important. Human. Okay. Um, I have a thing that is not particular to the last week or so, but I actually did happen to me, but is like an ongoing thing that I find very annoying. And we've talked about like, uh, gesturing to get our attention many times. That's like a commonly known and hated thing, but there's this certain guy. Um, and I, I really think it has to do with like in movies, like uh, service people and like waitstaff are treated so shittily. Like no matter what, it's never like, it's just like you scream at someone in a movie and it's not even part of the storyline. It's just like, yeah, I feel like glass of Chardonnay. And then like, no matter if the character is super nice, they still are like, yeah, can I have a glass of wine? And that's like, not doesn't show that they're a shitty character. It's just like what people act like. Yeah. Isn't that weird? When I was a host, I was like, people have this idea that hosts from movies, like hosts are always portrayed as bitchy in yep. movies. So people always talk down to us. So I always, when I was a host came in hot, be like, Oh yeah, it's 45 minutes. People would be like, <laughs> Oh, sorry, ma'am. Yeah. It's very weird. But guys do this thing where if they want another drink or something, they'll just hold up two fingers. They'll be like, yeah, two fingers up. And I'm like, yeah, what does that mean? 
you want another drink. I get that. But then I have to ask, like, is it the same thing? Like, do you really want another drink? Are you just trying to get my attention? The two fingers up and then the one finger point down to your glasses. You're not fucking Tony Soprano. You're not fucking Mr. Big and Sex in the City or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I'm just yeah. thinking dude, dudes. Like, dude, man, a man's man. A man's man. Those are the only two references I have. Yeah. It's also like, I think that I do try to remember, like, off the top of my head what sure. your order is. But I, I have other people. I have other things to remember. So if you just, like, are like, hey, one more. I don't always That's not... Know. An effective form of communication. We're not at a saloon in the old West where it's like, oh, you want whiskey? Because that's all we have. Because I make it in the fucking back room. Right. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like olden days, that might have worked, you know? Oh, yeah. Two I think more. It... Everyone's drinking the same thing out of their boots. Hey, you go to McSwarley's? Yeah. Two more? Sure. That makes sense. It. That makes sense to me. But not, hey, barkeep, two more, and then you just look at your date. That's like, no, we have to. I'm so sorry, but you do have to speak to me. Yeah, please words it's so weird yeah it's a weird thing i do think it is that like that masculine like gesturing of just like oh yeah i know what i want and, and I, I want get what i want yeah you know it's just like yeah you remember me and my order i'm like bro not really i don't know yeah um, i know that's also like i think that we all want to feel like we're regulars in the places we go yeah like nobody likes to feel like uncertain in the place i'm like oh i just want yeah like, you want to feel like yeah i'll take a brew dog or whatever <laughs> but like <laughs> as i say when i go into bars two more rusty nails <laughs> jimmy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but if you're not a regular, you can't you can't treat me like you are. Yeah. You haven't earned the yeah. There are some regulars that I do know what they're gonna be drinking if they're like, yeah, I'll have one more of what I always get and I'll say, Here you are. Sure. Yeah. Beloved person who gives me money constantly. Yeah. If I don't know you, bro, I'm not you know. Oh, it's so annoying. I just like, you can't act like it's a movie scene because it's I, like, not that I think representation of waitstaff in movies will drastically change the dining experience, but it is so annoying. If you like watch for it, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I do want to say that you might hear my radiators squeak, squeak, squeaking, uh, but that's just kind of the New York City charm of this podcast. Yeah. You might hear a siren. You might hear... Someone getting stabbed. Ooh. Oh, it's the big city. Big city living. Um, but for now, it's just my radiators whistling. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping us toasty. Oh, it's so cozy in here. Yeah. Anyways, um, this week we're talking about diners, diner lingo, the jazz age. Just kidding. But kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the Great Depression. Yay. It all goes together. Mm-hmm. Um, I famously love a good diner. How about diners, you? Diners, di- what's Guy Fieri show? Diners, drive-ins, and, and dives. dives yeah. which I was on as was. Yes, we? I forgot <laughs> that you were on that show. Oh my it god, was, it was B-roll, but um, yeah, Guy Fieri came to uh the restaurants where I worked. They're right next to each other, different restaurants, but he came to both, and uh, yeah, by all accounts, was a nice guy. I guess so. I've heard, um, I've heard good things about him, his personality. Yeah, totally. But I was on B-roll. They came during like a day shift of mine and I was like not pleased about it. I think no one told me. So I like didn't have a cute outfit on or something. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's B-roll for diners, drive-ins and dives. Oh, wow. Everyone look for it. 
No, go, you don't need find to. That episode. You don't need to. Um, I love, I love like a, a love a dive bar, a greasy spoon, a greasy spoon. Yeah, I completely agree. It's so fun. I think it's another one of those things where it's like it's kind of a a their rules situation. Yeah, you know, it's like. Something about it is like we don't bend, we don't bow down to everybody at this diner. This is the this is the menu. Yeah, totally. You know? I I really like that, and also it's something where like they ha- just get to have the attitude that I want to have of just like you're like sorry, this was just like a little bit wrong, and they're like, yeah, what do you want from me? Blank stare yeah. in return. <laughs> sorry, I ordered this medium. Just- it's a diner. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I kind of like places where you're like, oh, there's some lipstick on my glass. I'll just turn it around and yeah. drink from the other side. I do that all the time. I like, I'm like really picky about some stuff, but other stuff I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. I, um, I go to a diner that's right by my apartment and I drink coffee black uh-huh. and cause it is run by Dominican people. They don't really understand that concept. Yeah. They're like, what is this? And so I, I would say I've received black coffee maybe 30% of the time that I've ordered it. And you just kind of go like, okay, it's okay. This is what I'm drinking today. Yeah. It's not for the finicky, not for the picky, the, the, you know, I don't know. I love it. That's what I love. I think it weeds out the people that I, I find very annoying. Yes. I completely agree. It weeds out the people who need everything so precious and yeah. just so. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting some greasy potatoes and a couple of eggs. That's it. Merry Christmas. Merry friggin' Christmas. Um, yeah, I love it. And um, we were focusing specifically kind of on like diner lingo and restaurant lingo in general, which is like admittedly so fun, even if it is like kind of goofy and isn't really used nowadays. But yes, we <laughs> did read an article that was like, why diner lingo never existed. Yeah, it was a really bad article. This Revisionist history. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was written by a man because it was the dumbest shit I'd ever read. But then I scrolled back up and it was a a woman named Eileen. Uh, I don't remember her last name because it's not worth it. Um, Come on, Eileen, I said as I was reading it. (laughs) The fuckery. Yeah, she was just like, yeah, it was everyone thought it was so precious. All this crazy diner lingo that only a few people used, and they like wanted to historically preserve it. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, why is it a problem for you? Also, language is so fascinating yeah. and finding the ways that we use language and like the particular ways we use language is so fascinating. And if you don't, that's, if you don't think that's interesting, you are dumb. Also like diners, lunchettes, uh, you know, counter serve, all that stuff is, is a part of our history and happened for historical reasons and is important to our culture. Like there's no denying that like all of these trends are like very fascinating. I mean, I think anyways. Yeah. And also it is a lot of fun. Like you're just a sour person. Yeah. Two, two fricking rafts and a, and a (laughs) bottle of, you know, okay. So I don't know. Your mother and make her walk or whatever, you know, you know, make it sing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's just dang fun. It's fun. And I think I love diner lingo and culture because it is that sense of like camaraderie and it is an inside joke and it is like a fun, frivolous thing that also had like a real use, but like it just reinforces that like kind of us versus them thing that like 
wait staff and and back of house have yeah that like makes the job really fun because you can talk about someone without them knowing and you can say whatever and you know in this like secret code it's cool yeah i think that's what it is that is so interesting to me is like the idea of having so much like mystery around it and yeah and like the translation between like what a normal person would say like come in and say like i want two eggs and toast and that being translated into something that only the staff understands. Right. Yeah, That's cool. cool. Yeah. So I guess I think it's sort of like a murky history, but from what I could tell, it started like the real diner culture started in like the twenties, mm-hmm. right? Twenties and then like thirties. And then like once prohibition was over, then people started buying booze and weren't going to like diners so much. Right. Is that kind of the crest? I feel like. I feel like, yeah, and then, but, like, for counter serve, like, the lunch counters, yeah. that's very much, like, 40s, 50s, 50s. Right. Like, as people are moving into cities. Getting jobs. Office work, factory work. They slip out of their their clerk job and go get a yeah. patty melt. Exactly. That's how they all talked. Mm-hmm. They talk, yes. Radio voices, everybody. <laughs> everybody. It's very grating on the Everyone ears. was like, oh, my God, put on some. Uh, God, sex was horrid <laughs> sex was horrible i'm gonna put it in you say no no <laughs> but they would do a diner lingo there was also sex lingo from the 30s that we pour some sugar on my daddy or whatever the fuck put sugar in my bowl <laughs> put a little sugar in my bowl <laughs> have you heard those like vintage sex songs from the 30s there's yes so oh my weird. god i love them oh my god like, so dirty me <laughs> put the old razzmatazz in my himity who yes. like, you don't like it i don't but i, think it's I thought as a fellow sex negative person you would uh i think that because it's 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 it is sex negative ultimately. Cause yeah, because it's because dis- they're not talking about the actual body. It's too cutesy. Right. You're right. Anyways, so Give yeah. sex back to children. I say, <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I can't. I um. Yeah. Okay. So right, and then like women were entering the workforce. There was a whole bunch, a whole new crop of workers coming in. So people were eating outside of their homes for the first time. Totally. In a long ever, really. Yeah. Um. And then, and then like I feel like what happened was there were like interstates being built. People were traveling more. There were fast food. Fast food became a thing. And then like sitting down at a diner, kind of fell away because it wasn't like eating at a restaurant restaurant and it wasn't fast food and it's kind of in this weird gray area Mm -hmm. right yeah well i read a lot about um specifically like dying diner culture in new york Uh. and a huge thing is just like rent food costs right it's so much easier to specifically around rent like for that for a chain to manage that kind of expense than like an individual, especially if it's like a, just a family that yeah. owns it, like that stuff has to die away because it's like the, like what you're paying at a diner now is, is comparable in a lot of places. Yeah, it's true. To just like going to a nicer restaurant. Right. 
Or not nicer, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, a yeah, yeah. ambiance no, or whatever. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, God, I love nothing more than a fucking midday tuna melt, I gotta tell you. <sighs> love tuna melt. So good. I know so many people are like, that's disgusting. I'm like, I know warm tuna salad sounds gross, but don't think about it like that. Get a c- couple slices of rye bread. I think you should just, a tuna melt and a tuna salad are just two different, two different things. things. Yeah, don't think Separate about it. Separate them in your head. Oh, it's so good. It's one of my favorite like wintertime lunches. Ooh, yum. So good. That sounds great. Yeah, we should go to a diner. I would love to. Oh. Yeah, um, yeah but that is true. There, Everyone is like, wait, wait, I am paying like $15 for my breakfast. That's like a normal place. Yeah, I price think. Price now. Yeah, I was reading about and like rising food costs too. It's like to keep the cost of keeping like one of the sort of like signatures of a diner is having that huge diner menu. Hell yeah. And Clams Casino, Steak Diane, Western Omelets. Let's get a little Clams Casino, a little tuna melt, <laughs> you know, really do the old uh, surf and turf special. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Um, but yeah, but it's like that is insane to like the cost of making yeah, that's all of those foods every single day. Vodka penne or whatever the yeah. fuck. And they have hash, hash browns. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's like, it's crazy to like run that. But if you aren't if, doing yeah. that, you're not a diner. Right. So it's like, it's a catch 22. Right. To stay in business for sure. God damn it. I'm sorry, diner owners. I'm I'm friggin' sorry. What a real pickle y'all are in. Yeah, so um, I think that's it too. Like I was reading an article where this guy was like, in New York Magazine, he was like, yeah, in 1982, I could have bought the building for a million dollars, but I didn't have a million dollars, so now I'm stuck renegotiating my lease every five to ten years. It's like, that is like... Because in 1982, you think a million dollars, there's no amount of money bigger than that. But yeah, now, now 30 years later, a million dollars for a building seems like, yeah, pocket change. Right. Chump change, if you will. And it was cute. And he was like, I used to negotiate my lease with a guy who part of the term of the lease was everything on the menu was $2 for him. And then he died. And so he's renegotiating his lease with like a completely different guy who just doesn't care about, Ugh, I hate it. Like his landlord now lives in Connecticut and doesn't care about like the history of that establishment. And so like, what is, what is it worth to him to keep rent low for this one diner so they can stay open? I mean, no, I know it's all like that bottom dollar, you know? Yeah. I feel like, Lately, I've seen a lot of press coverage of places closing in New York specifically about rent. Yeah, I can't wait to just uh, get everything at a four-story Walgreens. That's my dream. No, Everything is like, well, they're using it to build condos. Perfect. That are going to be what? empty because people are like, oh, yeah, I live like part of the time in San Diego and then I'm here, but I keep my apartment. It's like, fuck you. That's like all the... Like, where I work in Williamsburg, there are so many empty fucking it's condos because it's like no one can afford the actual rents there. And so the landlords let or sell them to big corporations yep. so they can have property holdings in New York and it's, it's empty. And then it's like, and so you drive out all of these like family owned businesses and the families that live near the businesses and the communities around the businesses for fucking what? De Blasio, are you fucking listening? I, you sack of shit. I do think he listens. He, <laughs> I do think he, he is does. a listener. He's a listener. Hey, Bill. 
<laughs> Billy. Oh, God. Yeah, um, we. I mean, we obviously have a fucking housing crisis, and uh, it's all linked back to diners. It's just, I just, <laughs> the thing about, like, this, like, <sighs> progress in this time, what progress looks like now, I'm like, what is the point of no, this? No, I know, I know. We're going to lose Tina's on Flushing. No! I love that place. Everyone loves that place. I know. Never been. I'm not a Bushwick person I know, or wherever I know, the, it's fine. Wherever it would the fuck. It be insane if you were like, oh yeah, I go there once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I have, there's a, a Mexican diner down the street that I fucking love. It's like $8 for uh, like huevos mexicanas. You get some freaking oh, yeah. tortillas and beans and rice. It's delicious. That sounds great. Oh my God. They're the best. Yeah. Um, little paper hats on. <gasps> paper hats. I know. Who doesn't like that? I mean, probably the guys wearing them. Probably. But, but I can only imagine like the weird, the way sweat must feel on that paper. Oh yeah, like probably sticking. So weird. I used to go. Um, a southern favorite is Steak and Shake. I don't know. I don't think you guys have those up. Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. In Chicago. In, in the Midwest. Yeah. In the Midwest. Okay. I don't see them up. They're in the not northeast, here. but they're maybe they're here. like a south to Midwest situation. Yeah. They wear a paper. Paper hats. They, they get do. those shoestring fries. I love steak and, and shake. And I am old enough to remember because I'm from Florida and I'm old smoking in steak and shake. I've yes. smoked in a steak and shake. That is very chic. <laughs> that is actually chic. Like stoned out of my gourd, smoking because we could having yeah. a burger at Steak and Shake. Ugh, memories. I mean, I went to college in Indiana and there were still restaurants that were that had smoking sections. It's insane. Which is like Indiana. Get with the fucking... I mean, last time I was back home in Florida, I could smoke in bars. I'm pretty sure you still can in Florida. I think in Indiana, you still can smoke in bars, but I think I think restaurants, it became illegal while I was in college. Or yeah, I haven't been home in a long time, so who knows? Who knows? Um, okay. It's all robots down there, no? No I, smoke, no. robots. <laughs> Simply robots. It's now the future. I don't think Florida can afford any robots besides the Hall of Presidents in Disney. Oh, beautiful. That's the only ones they yeah. have. You know, mm-hmm. they're not on the cutting edge. Um, okay, let's throw out some diner lingo to each other and see if okay, we guess quiz. what it is. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. Um, okay, what is a wet mystery? <laughs> oh, what the <laughs> fuck? A wet mystery. Um, is it like liverwurst? No, it's beef stew. Isn't that gross? That is actually not. <laughs> you know what? I'm now. I'm siding with Eileen. I take diners like never happened. <laughs> it literally never happened. <laughs> that is so foul. So here's the thing. Here's how diner lingo would go. It would be the wait staff saying this to the cooks and short order cooks, which actually didn't really know the actual definition of short order cooks versus line cooks. Oh, I don't either. So short order cook is someone who cooks all. They are involved in like. Um, pretty much every process of a meal. So they'll cook like the chicken breast on the grill. They'll also be cooking eggs. They'll be making a patty oh. melt. They're doing all of it. Yeah. And and it's a it's like meals that you can make completely on your own. Mm-hmm. Or as a line cook, you're cooking a specific part of the dish. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're on the grill tonight. Like you're yeah. doing the grill stuff. Whereas a short order cook is doing, and it's like simple ingredient meals basically. Interesting. Yeah. 
but they have to make a thousand dishes every single day. Like it's so fast paced. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. I think that's what part of it is like the theatrics and like the show of going to a diner is so fascinating because everyone's just like busting their ass. Yeah. And it's just like the big flat top grill so and cool. just everything on it. Yeah. It's great. Covered in oil. I read this thing where this guy was like, yeah, you cook your hands. He was like, you can't work as a short order cook for too long because your hands will get like because they're by that the meat, really hot the grill the and they're meaty and <sighs> he said they cook so it's like they're like swollen and red and like it's disgusting yucky yummy <laughs> <laughs> counterpoint yummy counterpoint yummy okay that's so interesting because i read um the the cook at joe's jr which is a diner in the manhattan uh-huh that he was like yeah i've been on the line for like 26 years and he was like the author of the article was likening it to like Jiro dreams of sushi where like the sushi masters have like, there's a master and then you have to work for like 25 years in the like lower position. Cause he was like, he's still not like the lead line. He's like worked there for 25 mm. years. He's not the lead. You don't, I, like don't, it? Know. I don't I, know. It's trying to make it palatable to the magazine. Readers. Okay. That's true. The magazine readers want to learn about apprenticeship. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with some diner lingo. A uh, bucket of cold mud. Oh, a milkshake. Close. It is a bowl of chocolate ice cream. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that's that. Not too crazy. That sounds very refreshing. I don't mud. know. Mud. <laughs> you pica. All right. <laughs> All right. Do another one. Dog and a maggot. Oh, um, a hot dog with onions. I. That's smart. I don't. This that this makes much less sense. Actually. What is it? It's cheese and crackers. A dog and maggots is cheese and crackers? Yeah. Weird. Why a dog? Um, no explanation. They no. Just, this is all also like completely uh, depends on what region you're... And also yeah. like every diner I'm sure has like inside joke. Like it's this yeah. isn't like a universal... But there are some that I feel like are more frequent than others. Yeah. Um, okay, I have one. This is a pretty common one. Eve with a lid. So Eve is an egg, right? No. No. Okay. Eve. What does Eve get? An apple. Yeah. Pi- an apple pie. Yes. Apple yes. pie. Um, okay. How about, hey, uh, give me a burger and drag it through the garden. That's with lettuce, tomato, yeah. onion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All the, all the fixins. Okay. Uh, okay. This is a regional one that is, you're not going to get. Okay. What's the Hoboken special? <laughs> Um, a trash can on fire. <laughs> um, a needle prick. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's a pineapple soda with chocolate ice cream. Wow, that sounds so good. That is yeah, not sound it good does to me. sound good. That is really funny because this is just in one article. Like, I wonder if that was just truly one place had that, and they're like, oh, dinosaur. Oh, diner lingo is crazy. Um, okay, I'll just list out a couple more. We don't have to quiz each other. Um, cat's eyes. Cat's eyes. Um, grapes? Mm, that sounds better, <laughs> but this is tapioca pudding. Oh, I like tapioca pudding. Me too. Um, angels on horseback, which I had never heard, is oysters wrapped. In bacon. In bacon. And then the devils on horseback, we all know, dates. Right? Devils on horseback. Isn't that what it is? Dates wrapped in bacon? Oh, I don't know. You never heard that? No. There's also a bunch of cool stuff that has actually become part of our everyday yeah. uh, language about food from diner, diner lingo. Yeah. So some of those are 
Um, sunny Side Up. Of course. Obviously, we all know. Which is, like, so cute. And you never think that it's, like, part of a larger trend, right? Yeah. BLT. Of easy. Um, Schmear. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I've always been like, what is that? But it's, you know, got a history. Um, but, oh, yeah, I like, there's a bunch for donuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Give me a life preserver. And then a, what is it? A jamoke with uh, sand. Huh? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> a coffee with sugar. Oh. I also like, I don't know if this is a New England thing, but have you ever heard of calling someone a jamoke? No. Well, I we used to do it, and then I was like, uh, like a jabroni, jabroni, but jamoke is also yeah, it's the same yeah. thing kind of. And then I was like, oh, it's for coffee, and I was like, that's weird, interesting. Yeah, there's a real fucking jamoke over here. He's a he's a big old maybe because it makes you shit. <laughs> he's a and shit. making me shit my pants. This jamoke, this <laughs> jamoke. He, he rubbed me the wrong way, making me shit my pants. But they also have Java as one of the things. And I'm like, I Java is such a funny word that I love to say because it's like so 90s coffee house. Yeah, totally. But I wonder why it was. It, I mean, I don't know where it comes from. I associate Java with like coverage of celebrity. Like I feel like Us Weekly is always being like. Grabbing a Java. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, the the adjectives that people are forced to write when they're like can't say latte or whatever. Yeah, why can't I, you? I don't so know. Weird. Oh, frog sticks for French fries. Oh, I like that. I like that too. Yeah, very evocative. Very. Evocative. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also use this as a way to shoehorn in my love for Waffle House, which I've mentioned before, which I grew up going to constantly. My dad loves Waffle House. Mm-hmm. As I've mentioned before, a jukebox full of songs exclusively about Waffle House, which is great. Yeah. They are a conservative company, which is a bummer. But it's the South. What can we expect? Absolutely nothing. Good. Um, but they have first of all, I read that they they supply or they serve two percent of the nation's eggs. That's crazy. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's actually nuts. 2% total of America's eggs are served by Waffle House. That's insane. I know. They crazy for this one, Waffle House. Okay. But on the menu, they have diner lingo. And you can, and I grew up knowing all these terms. So it's like, I want my hash browns like scattered, smothered, covered, chunked. They all mean, you know, various things, but it's right on the menu. So you kind of talk in the diner lingo, which is fun. It's kind of like inclusive. But then they also have this really elaborate way of plating things to line up to the grill cook. So they know exactly what they're making. So like a jelly packet upside down is like a T-bone steak and like a pad of butter at like six o'clock means like a you know, whatever. Like they have all these elaborate ways of like signaling to them. I just like love that stuff. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. That's awesome. All these like little ways that we like secretly communicate with each other. It's like our own language. That's why diner lingo is so appealing because it's like, we're our own little culture and community. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And well, I didn't like this. There was an article on first we feast about current lingo in restaurants. Yeah. I, I found also condescending. Yeah, why did you think it was condescending? I don't know. It's Maybe okay. I'm just being sensitive. Why? Am I being sensitive? No, I mean like what like <laughs> I was like I don't know. Just the tone of the article? Yeah. Um yeah, well let's talk about some of the lingo that we use. Mm-hmm. Um obviously 86. 86. Everyone but everyone knows that just means it's 
either we're out of it or you gotta go. You gotta go. I I saw that it one of the first references was from here in New York. Did you see that? Yeah. Where it was like somebody the I think the Chumleys was yeah. at the old Chumleys was at eighty six Bedford or something. It was some Maybe. kind of weird yeah. Uh and the the door, the back door led on to yeah. 86th. Yeah. So it was like, get out of here. You're get out, go out the 86, you know? Yeah. Who knows? That sounds like a plausible Yeah, that thing. could be. I mean, it's like as likely to be true as it is not to be. I accidentally say 86 sometimes to customers and I don't mean, like it's, it's so in my brain. Yeah. But I think it's pretty commonly known. I do that too sometimes. Yeah. But I, I correct myself because you shouldn't say that to people. It's too, too it, inside baseball. It's not even that inside. Like you said, like I think most people know no, that. But, but I think it's somehow like it does lift the veil a little bit. Yeah. Even just to say that is like, it's almost like people, because I, I do, just what we were saying just at the beginning of the episode that everyone wants to feel like a regular no one wants to feel like they're they want to feel like a regular but they don't want to feel like they work there yeah exactly yeah you you shouldn't say lingo to guests yeah it's unseemly um but yeah i like i there's a there's a guy who i've been trying to get what i love to say permanently 86 Mm -hmm, which is like because you can be 86 for the night or you can be 86 for fucking all time, which yeah. there's a, where at my new job, there's a bunch of people who are permanently 86. You got to have pictures printed out. It's a whole thing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy I'm trying to get at your current job, my old job, who I'm like, I never want to see this person again. Yeah. And uh, I love a permanent 86. We'll talk about who it is afterwards. I think you know who it is. I don't, I don't know. Not off the top of my head. All right. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, um, in the weeds, I think. Do people know that? I think so. It just means in the weeds, in the shits. It just means you're kind of like overwhelmed. You, you can't catch up. You're you can't like, catch up. You're not seeing the way out. Yeah. That, that's the moment where I f- sometimes will feel my eyes brimming because I say, God, you see me so stressed out where yeah. I'm just like, this is not good. Yeah. I think it's just, it's, it is that moment where you're just like, I'm so far behind. Yeah. That it's I will being behind. Never catch up. Yeah. It's a bad feeling. Yeah, it <laughs> it's one of the worst things to feel. Um, I was thinking, no, this is a term that I feel like either I've misheard and just said for the rest of my life the wrong way. And maybe that's why no one knows what I'm talking about. Hmm. But do you know, do you ever say flat sat? I've been flat sat. Yeah. yeah. It means your whole section. Your whole section is set at the same yeah. time. I feel like I say that to people and they're like, what are you talking about? Well, I will say that the hosts where I work that you used to work are not super concerned about flat seating. No, I know, but I feel like it's other, it's, it hasn't been just the new staff. It's like for, I feel like at that restaurant in particular, I'm like, Oh man, you you just flat sat me. Yeah. No, Uh, you know what it means. Yeah. I know what it means. Okay. I don't know. I feel like some people don't know what that means. Yeah. There's, um, some things that people don't know. I feel like I'll like, one of my first restaurant jobs, they would say like a dirty drop, which is like dropping when you haven't like fully cleared. and. Oh rings. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, people don't know what that is. A dirty drop. I haven't really heard that, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, I, I, I never say it because I find it weird. Yeah. It sounds gross. Yeah. It sounds gross. Um, what about all day? All day. What's the all day? Yeah. That just means what is the count on the board or how many do we have left? Yeah. Of the, it pertains to food. Yeah. Or, I guess, you know, beer that you're running out of. Right. Um, but yeah, it means just how much you have total. Yeah. But I don't really know why. I mean, I guess there are good reasons why you say it. 
if you can get confused talking back and forth about things and then you have to say, no, 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 that's all day. That's all we have. Yeah. Um, I like the term cupcaking a lot. I had not heard that before. Yeah, I I have heard that before. I forgot it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. It's like, usually for bartenders when bartenders are spending too much time with, with a pretty lady. Yeah, or like just, you know, I do that. I try not to, but I've seen other bartenders. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's hard not to get wrapped up. Well, especially if everyone else is a shitbag and like yeah. there's one cool person like, at the bar. I'm like, I love you. Yeah. Cupcaking is so funny. I love that. Yeah, that's a cool term. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how easily I'll be able to incorporate it, but I'll try. Well, you can talk. It's when you're talking shit. Yeah. That's the only reason cupcaking yeah, like, comes up. You're a fucking cupcaking over there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, what else is good? What else do we say? Um, I feel like a lot of these terms... Oh God, I we should do a whole episode on like bad... Uh, F-O-H and B-O-H tattoos. Yes, I would love to. Oh, my God. I was, this reminds me of this dude I know who got, like, really quickly got into bartending and then really quickly got a bunch of tattoos that were, like, the dumb... Like, a shaker, a stirrer, the number 86, fucking no. Fernet. Like, got all of the tattoos, and I was like... Pineapple? Dude, like, have you seen a yeah, lot of, like, services? The welcome, pineapple. Yeah. pineapple, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, guys. I mean, do what you want. It's fine, but your body. I'll make fun of it for sure. That is so funny to like just get so into something. I also was like, why would you put eighty six on your body? Like eighty six, what? Like what is being eighty six as a tattoo? Like it doesn't make sense to me. I also will say like brand tattoos. Whenever I see them, like I've seen Angostura. Sure. I've seen At Fernet. least Angostura has a cool design, but yeah. Fernet, for sure. I've seen... Big Smirnoff bottle on someone's back. (laughs) A Stoli chest piece I've seen. Yeah, I've seen it all. (laughs) I've seen it all. Yeah. And then you have your more artisanal producers, of course. Sure. L-I-V. You know, just get that. (laughs) The live vodka. Oh my god! Yeah, brand tattoos. I'm like, you are a damn fool. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. I mean, I I guess like a cheeky like bootleg Nike tattoo is kind of funny, but Kelly's <laughs> Kelly disagrees. What? Like a Bart Simpson holding a Nike swoosh? I don't know, like something irreverent where you're like, ha ha, like. You know, uh, an old friend of mine used to sleep with this guy who had a portrait tattoo of it was like Lenny and Marge. And then their child was like someone else from a different cartoon. Uh huh. And it went viral. OK. And this person, I'm not friends with them anymore, but they were like, oh, uh, yeah, that's that guy I'm seeing. Ew. That funny? That's embarrassing for everybody. I, like, I can't remember, but it's like some like funny conspiracy theory on the Internet that like Lenny and Marge's love child is like Doug or something or like. Some oh, my God. I hate like that. that. I hate it. Um, cool. All right. That about we- <laughs> I want to I was like, I want to just end it with like another phrase. Yeah, do it. Um, what about freaking, oh, I love, we've got a gambler in the house, uh, for hash. 
makes no sense. <laughs> no, it does, because it's like, well, I guess, uh, you know, maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't. I think that's, hash oh, is a bunch of different, it's yeah, like yeah, all yeah. like, look. Also, those things, like, they're they're so clearly an inside joke because it takes way longer to say we've got a gambler in the house yes. than hash yeah. for table two or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we got a gambler in the house. And he wants to make it sing. Shine two lights on it and put her in the gutter. <laughs> Tell my you- mom about it and walk the dog. <laughs> it's a sandwich. Takes you half an hour <laughs> to announce it. The table's sitting there like, Please stop Please. talking. Please stop talking. <laughs> I love it. I want to make up my own for every menu item wherever I work. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be so fun. The kitchen wouldn't even know. They're like, what? Please. Ma'am. <laughs> uh, flop two and drag it through the mud. This has been F O H. No. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Um, hey gang, thanks for listening. I hope you like this one. We yeah, did. I did. I yeah. had fun. I love this shit. Yeah. Buy me a tuna melt if you see me walking down the street. Throw it at her. Throw it. Hey, take a tuna melt and throw it in my face. That means say, say hello. Hey, eyes up, Sally. <laughs> Toss that tuna melt. Um, please review, rate, and subscribe if you haven't already. It means so much to us. It helps mm-hmm. us get those views up on the old uh, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Yep. And uh, please donate a couple dollars to that. Go fund me. We'll yes. post a link to that as we'll well. We'll post that as well. Um, thanks so much. You, will, uh, you guys have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye.